All right, Ben, let's just roll with it then and just like, whatever. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast, and today is a unique day. Uh, I, this is Ben, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Hear me. Um, I'm sitting in an airport getting ready to fly to Los Angeles to work with Ashley on a, a little project. Um, so if my sound isn't good or if you can hear babies crying in the background, uh, just just deal with it, please, for us. <laughs> it's also like the first time that our producer, Amy, is not in the room with us. So we're going to run wild. <laughs> we have no idea what we're going to say. Sorry if our tangents are too long. There's no one here stopping me. Oh, my. So, hey, let's get into it, though. Uh, Ashley, you doing all right? Yeah. Um, how was your week? How was your Thanksgiving? It was absolutely amazing. My parents came out to, to Denver. Uh, we did a, you know, we didn't do a ton. It, we did a lot of housework. Uh, but the things that we did do, like hike and, and go to a couple of breweries and spend time with family and friends, um, were incredible. So I had a great Thanksgiving. What about you? I've been great. Uh, ben, I want to talk about being an only child because I can't even fathom being an only child. But like, I feel like yeah. you and your parents must just have like an even closer friendship because when I'm looking for like friendship in my family, I always go to my sister, Lauren, even though I'm so close to my parents. But I feel like you and your parents, like you go to breweries, you drink together, you hike together. That's stuff that I do with Lauren. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. I don't know if that is unique to my family dynamic or if that's just kind of the, the dynamic that happens in only child relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but we became very close very early because I didn't have any like people to confide in like a brother or sister. So they had to learn a lot about me. They had to hear a lot of things about me. And then, you know, if I wanted to get entertained on a vacation, I don't have anybody to hang out with, but my parents. And so through that, we became really good friends, um, which has been really nice. I mean, I think, Yes, my favorite people to drink with are my parents, except <laughs> when they get, you know, they've been on the podcast before, and they're, they, w- when they open up, they definitely open up, and they don't look back <laughs> That's on what right. they say. Yeah. yeah so. I remember, you guys, we got a little sexual induendo when his parents came on the show. <laughs> oh, hey, I have a funny story about that, by the way. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, I don't know if I've ever shared it. So uh, during that podcast, which is one of my favorite be- favorites because my parents were in studio with us, um, I don't know if you remember, we had a, a caller call in, and she was very emotional, and she was talking about how her and her boyfriend of two years were kind of falling apart, and the relationship wasn't going in the right direction, That's and right. how she was no longer, you know, very interested in pursuing that relationship. And mm-hmm. so my parents were both there, and so I thought, well, what, what better for people to get advice from than people that have been married for a long, long time? Um, so I get advice from my mom, and then I asked my dad for advice, and I don't know if you remember, but he gave really, really poor advice. Uh, it was it was kind of odd, and it just didn't really like relate well with your dad. Yeah, and it, it, we kind of covered it up pretty well. Um, the reason I had to cover it up. Wait, what are you talking I, about? Now? <laughs> you gotta give us more context. No, no, I will. I'm okay. not done yet. Okay. So the reason, so he he kind of, so I guess his answer to my question of, hey, what should this uh, poor young lady do about this relationship? He was like, well, just stick it out, keep going about it. That's right. And That's right. He said, hey, I I have zero feelings for this guy anymore. The reason he was so far off on his on on where what his answer was was because he had actually fallen asleep during the taping of our podcast. No I just way. found this out after the podcast. He was watching the aspen trees outside the studio that we we do the podcast from, and he said it was so relaxing that he just kicked back and fell asleep, and he didn't know he'd have to be called upon again for the rest of the podcast. That's hysterical, um, and that explained so much. I was like, why are Ben's parents so pro this girl staying with him? <laughs> yeah, he was just. He was just sound asleep. So, anyways, we were making fun of him during Thanksgiving for that because he's known now to fall asleep during odd times. Uh, I don't know if that's interesting or not, but if you want to listen to the podcast again, it's one of our first podcasts, yeah. with, and, and it happened to be with my parents. And you can hear my dad sleeping, which is just a ton of fun and very entertaining. That's so funny. That makes it way better. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, Ashley, real quick, I want to jump into this. Uh, last week, you mentioned that there have been no bachelor divorces so far. Can you right. explain yourself? Because we got a ton of emails about Lacey and Marcus. Yeah, we got an email from Emily. It says, hi, Ben and Ashley. I've been listening to you talk about the Bachelor franchise for the last few months. A question keeps popping up for me, and I finally had to write in and ask. A while back, or last week, you referred to Jade and Tanner as the first BIP couple to get married, and I thought, but what about Marcus and Lacey? The topic then came up a few more times, not just in your podcast, and eventually I went online to check that I wasn't just crazy. 
that Lacus that Lacey and Marcus did in fact get married on season one or engaged on season one and married in season two. I confirmed my sanity and I saw that they have since split up. So I figured everyone had just turned a blind eye. Then on this week's podcast, you highlighted that no bachelor couple has ever gotten divorced. So what's the deal? Has everyone forgotten about Marcus and Lacey? Has everyone agreed to pretend that BIP season one never happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do kind of think that BIP one never happened, <laughs> to be honest. Never really gave it a second thought. And it was actually my first Bachelor franchise show that I didn't watch in its entirety when it was on for like the past seven years or something. Um, but to answer your question, and I wish we had Lacey on the phone, reached out to her. She didn't get back to me. Um, but yeah, they never got married, actually. That ceremony, like, it, it was never signed. Of course, there was a ceremony, but there was never any legal document, no paperwork saying that they were a married couple. So that was all just kind of for show, if that's how you believe marriage is, you know, if you think that marriage is a piece of paper. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's not uncommon, Ashley, I think, in, uh, in, in weddings that people get married out of the States because you have to have a document signed out of the States and uh, – internationally. And so it's not uncommon for people to get married, have the ceremony, and then sign the legal documents back in the United States. They just never did. And, and I don't have any idea why. You know, if they, if they went through the ceremony, typically when you do that, you're already prepared to sign the, the documents back in the States. Do you right. know why they never signed them? Um, I'm not sure why they never signed them. I would go ahead and guess that Oh, I know. I know. I don't know why officially, but this is my best guess. He actually joined okay. the military like the week that they came back from getting married oh. and he flew out to Hawaii where he was stationed and then they honestly just drifted apart. I think they started dating other people. They never kept in touch and he wasn't allowed to keep in touch for a couple months. Like you know how in the military there's like that period of time where you have to like just kind of be excluded from the world. He was in that okay. point, and then they, like, wrote some letters. It was honestly, like, they almost ghosted each other as a married couple. And tough. Yeah, but Lacey, back when I was first hearing this story, which was, like, almost two years ago, um, didn't seem very wrecked by it. Well, I mean, it's got to be tough. That's just a hard situation. And, again, you know, if you – I cannot imagine – getting married and having your spouse kind of leave for months on end, like it is confusing and you have to have a pretty solid foundation to do that. So it makes sense on why maybe they, they drifted apart. Um, but just to make that clear, we have actually still to this day, Ashley was not wrong. We have had zero bachelor divorces. Um, we've had a couple really rough split ups, a lot of really rough split ups and breakups, but no divorces so far. And let me just reiterate, don't know all that for fact. That was Lacey's side of the story, and I heard it two years ago, so I'm sorry if all the details are correct. And if Lacey or Marcus want to come on the podcast and really explain what went down between the two of them, they are more than welcome to do so. We'd love to have him. Is, is, did, I, did I know this? Is Marcus married or engaged again or oh, something? Oh, he is engaged again. Yeah. I thought I saw that. Sometimes I keep up with this stuff. You know what's interesting? Did you okay. know that Juan Pablo was married? He, no, I, I, I honestly have not heard Juan Pablo's name in a long, long time. <laughs> Juan Pablo got married like oh, like a year ago or something. She's a former Miss Venezuela, and you know those Miss Venezuelas. If you watch last night's Miss U Miss Universe, holy moly, they are always in the top tier of the prettiest. Oh wow! So he's married today. Like he's he's back at it. He's a married man. Hey, you know what? Actually. Here's something. I just thought of this. I was in Los Angeles about a month ago staying at uh, the, the Santa Monica Marquis, mm -hmm. and um, I, I walked out of my hotel, and I was walking out through the lobby, and Juan Pablo was standing there Wait, in no the lobby. Way. Yeah, but I didn't say hi to him, and he didn't say hi to me, so I feel like that's how our relationship is going to work from here on out. Do you think he saw you? I have no clue if he saw me. If he did, uh, I mean, I've never met him in my life, so there's really not a lot we have in common on the fact that we... We're on the same um, television show. But anyways, that's that's a little Juan Pablo piece of knowledge for you. Yeah. I've seen him pretty recently. Look good. Good looking guy he is. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, moving on. Okay, so I have here in my notes, we have a bachelor baby. Ashley, tell us about it. We have another bachelor baby. Last week we talked about how we have a couple pregnancies. Carly. Uh, who else? <laughs> Sean. 
John and Catherine. Okay, well, we also have the dog lover, Kelly Travis from Juan Pablo season. She is also pregnant. She she got engaged and, and met the man that she was going to marry very soon after she finished up Juan Pablo season. Good for her. That seems to happen um, yeah. after The Bachelor or Bachelorette. People seem to come off the show maybe open to love or open to finding love or found somebody that they, you know, maybe on the show that they kind of they, they have a better picture of who they want. And a lot of people seem to deep, dive into deep relationships right after the show. Yeah, what was interesting is when I was in casting, they told me that. I think I was talking about a relationship in my real life that I thought was like going pretty well. It was definitely not exclusive by any means, but it was like a guy that I liked and things were going better than usual and i was like i don't know how i feel about doing the show right now because like there is this guy at home blah blah and like the producers were like you know what a lot of the times guys will guys at home will watch these girls on tv show and they kind of come to their senses or there's just like something about you emotionally that's like really open and things seem to work out for people even like once they're off the show and it didn't work out on the show well that's awesome good for kelly she uh Hopefully she's still loving dogs, and now she's going to be loving on some babies. Yeah. That's um, exciting. Okay. You know, Ashley, we haven't talked a lot about this upcoming season of The Bachelor, but it's important that we kind of start, you know, giving hints at it and talking about our opinions on it and what, we'll, what we think will happen. But we really don't know a lot about Ari. Nope. Uh, a lot of people don't know a lot about Ari. And so we want to let everybody know that on December 11th at 9, 8 Central, there's going to be a special, a countdown to Ari, a countdown to this season of The Bachelor. Uh, I'm going to read up what the promo is. For the first time ever, Bachelor Nation will get an intimate, behind-the-scenes look at Ari Leindyke Jr.'s life, his family, and his love of racing. Travel back to Ari's memorable journey to find love with one of America's favorite bachelorettes, Emily Maynard. Five years ago, Ari fell madly in love with Emily and was ready to get down on one knee to propose when his heart Oh, was broken. Relive one of the most heart-wrenching breakups in Bachelor history and discover how Ari finally got closure. The inside info into this, the best part of this special, in my opinion, is the worst, most awkward kisses in Bachelor history would be highlighted on this special. Okay. Ashley, will you be watching this special? Okay. Ben just read a press release there for you guys. <laughs> Secondly... I'm scared that I might be in the worst awkward kisses in Bachelor history. I think I'm going to be. Oh, I'm so, so scared now. My first kiss with Chris, actually, every kiss with Chris Solis was relatively awkward. The first one. Except that one in the elevator in Vegas. Oh, that's right. That was actually not awkward. (laughs) Just very surprising. Um, uh, Yeah, the first one, I got so many tweets about how awkward it was and how I looked like I was just being the most aggressive person in the entire world and like my whole family cringed and I wanted to die and then there was this one time where I was making out with Chris like in week three and I basically almost pulled him over the the balcony at the bachelor mansion and I think it got a little better after that but that first one is definitely making the cut oh lord uh um, I cannot. I'm really excited for this. I hope I'm not on it because this is this would be one of the most embarrassing things. I mean, it's so hard when you're on these shows to kind of get over that mental block where you know that there's 20 people standing around you with cameras yeah. and producers and, and, and friends and watching you do this. That's hard to get over. Once you get over it, though, the idea that you have to watch it back and you get the sound effect. We've talked about yeah. the sound effect before on this show. It's so much. So this this segment, the most awkward uh, kisses in Bachelor history being highlighted, it's going to be really hard to watch. I really don't think you're going to make it. The only one I can think of other than myself is like Charlene and Juan Pablo. Man, Juan Pablo is coming up a lot in this podcast. But yeah, yeah. Charlene and Juan Pablo, not that cute, not that cute kissing. Um, but and Charlene also stood up for me when my awkward kiss with Chris aired, and she was like, Look, you guys don't get it. You don't get how it is to have a first kiss on TV. <laughs> You don't. Okay, so here, Ashley, what is your you, – you are familiar with this. You've, you've gone on Paradise. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be any future Bachelor shows for you or not out there. Okay, so any can, person in this world that happens to find themselves in front of cameras, if it's at a wedding or if it's on the television show, and they're going to have their first kiss or they're going to have a kiss with somebody, what is your advice? How do you get over it? How do you get over it or, like, how do you get by with it looking the best? 
No, because you don't want to be thinking about how am I going to make this look good. You just want to get over the mental block of I'm kissing somebody with people watching. Like, how do you just relax and let whatever happens happen? Have a couple drinks. Is that it? No. Yeah. Okay. So what if you don't drink? I want to know what other ways there is. I mean, there's got to be. I, I just think this is such an uh, an important part of bachelor, like watching the bachelor is understanding that. A lot of these moments are awkward, but you don't want them to be forced. You want them to feel real. You want them to be real. And so you have to get over these mental blocks. I don't know. You're asking me like you know the real answer. I don't. I mean, my I, I know how to give my advice. My advice would be Dr. Ben. Uh, so I did this. Dr. Ben. Yeah, Dr. Ben. No. Um, so on the first night of The Bachelor, when all these uh, beautiful women came in and I, I – was introduced to him and we sat down for the first time there's a ton of nerves i think you can relate and most people can relate on that first night of the bachelor bachelor there's a ton of nerves going on on both I sides i don't remember a time where i was more nervous than that uh, exactly and so what i did because i remember caitlin did this with me and caitlin was so good at kind of calming the people her suitors down um and so she, what she would do and what i tried to do with every person that sat down next to me was say okay take a break take a deep breath look around Get familiar with your surroundings. There are people around us. These people are not here to judge you. They're not here to criticize you. They're not here to laugh at you. They're here to do their job. And our time is to date. Our time is to be here right now in the present moment. And so look around, get comfortable, and then let's focus on each other. And it kind of does help to just kind of look around and say, okay, I'm not going to act like these people aren't here. They're here, but I have to get over that because I want this to be a real scenario a real situation okay i thought you were talking just about exclusively making out if you're talking about like just like connecting with someone on camera um i think it just not happened naturally for me over a couple days and just becoming friends with the producers then you just feel like you're talking in front of your friends yeah i agree so that's that would be my advice to anybody even in a wedding scenario when this camera's around just relax you're around friends, you're around family, you're around people that care about you. On The Bachelor, you're just around a, a, a bunch of people you haven't quite met yet, but you will, and you'll, fa- you know, you'll fall in love with them quickly. Um, but just relax a little bit. And another way to relax, Ashley, and, and this is a really uh, important way to relax, especially on the holidays, oh, is, yeah. is a little thing that we, we know very well called Saucy. Um, Saucy. Saucy is this beautiful app. We're just really big fans of Saucy. This app is like having a full bar on your phone. So let me tell you a little bit about Saucy. The holidays are here, and if you're hosting a holiday gathering, you have a million errands to run. Well, cross one off your list. You can skip the liquor store because now you have the alcohol that can come straight to you. Saucy delivers your favorite wine, beer, and liquor right to your door on demand. It's the Uber of alcohol. If you're in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, San Diego or Sacramento, your saucy order will arrive at your door in 30 minutes or less ready to drink. We say uh, most weeks of this podcast, but let me repeat that. If you're in those cities, your saucy order will arrive at your door in 30 minutes or less ready to drink. I can't even drive to the closest liquor store to my house and back in that time. So if you're not in those cities, it will be at your door in two days or less with no order minimums, no delivery fees. The Saucy app is a fully stocked bar on your phone, like I said earlier. And for a limited time, you can get $15 off when you download the Saucy app and enter the promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Make going on a beer run a thing of the past. Make the beer run straight to you with the Saucy app. That's Saucy, spelled S-A-U-C-E-Y, and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS for $15 off. I'm telling you, Saucy is great. Get it, especially for the holidays. And especially for this Ari special on December 11th, uh, have your champagne sent right to you and just enjoy getting to know Ari. You guys, um, if you do want to get to know Ari beyond this special on the 11th, the ABC app has Emily's full season up now. So, you know, you can Uh get to know all about that kissing bandit. And I do love, I want to shout out to Lauren Zima at ET. She's one of our favorite Bachelor beat reporters. And, um, she is doing a weekly se- segment online where she goes through all of Ari's best scenes on Emily's season. So you don't have to go and watch the entire season, but you can just watch his highlights there. And she's having a Bachelor guest uh, guest appearance every week. I've done it. Dean's done it. Corinne's done it. Did Ari have that many good scenes? Or anything? Like, is he that likable? I, I Honestly, I didn't watch that season, so I have no clue. Like, Is he going to just be a complete stud? I mean, he's definitely going to be a kissing stud. I think he's um really he seems really warm. Okay. He seems so very he'll easy be like to very talk welcoming. To. Yeah. 
Okay, do you think he gets engaged? Yeah. You do? Oh, you think yeah. he's ready for that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do well, you... hey, um, moving on, some, some things that uh, uh, have happened in the past, and, and like we said, we're kind of prepping for this new season of The Bachelor. Um, Fox News just came out um, with the biggest Bachelor scandals of all, our, of all time. Okay, there's a list here. We're going to read the top ten to you. I'll start at ten. Oh, and actually, after I'm done reading these, I want you to discuss uh, especially number four um, and some of these that kind of stand out to you. So I'll pause after a- every one I read and see if you have a comment on it. All right. So Alrighty. Juan Pablo. Again, we bring up his name <laughs> at number 10, the most hated bachelor of all time. Do you agree? Yeah, obviously. I loved oh. his season, though, just because he was the actual worst bachelor because he was the least romantic and the most misogynistic. <laughs> It okay. was so entertaining because he was such a horrible person. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, number nine, DeMario had a girlfriend. I don't during... think this is a number nine scandal. Come on now, guys. Okay. So, so many did, people did go on the show point. with a significant other at home. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, okay, Nick Vile dished on uh, about sex in the fantasy suite. I remember this, okay? Mm-hmm. Even kind of as I was starting to watch the, the Bachelor and Bachelorette, I remember this scene and how awkward it was. This was a really iconic scene in Bachelor history. Truly. I agree. This was iconic. If you guys don't remember, this is when Andy was on the, uh, I guess it was after the final rose stage, and Nick came out to face her for the first time since she broke up with him. And he was like, well, if you didn't love me, then why did you make love to me? Ooh, ooh. I mean, I feel like that's so, so heavy, but it didn't beat number seven, which is, <laughs> hey, yours truly, Ben Higgins dropped, I love you too much. Um, Ashley, you can comment. <laughs> ben, I don't know why people think that this, I don't know. People make such a big deal out of this. You just have a lot of love in your heart. Thanks, Ashley. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I get it. It was such it was such an influential part of my experience, and it, and it has affected my life even post-Bachelor. You know, there's, there's a ton of questions, and there were feelings heard about it. Um, but come on, guys. There's so much more. But I'm glad I made the top ten. If I can make a top ten <laughs> in anything, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, the next one, number six, is Bachelor Brad Womack, who did The Bachelor twice. What home a bachelor. Yep. That's wait. Oh my god, I'm looking down this and remind me to say at the end what they're missing from this list. I I kind of love Brad Walmack because he was the first bachelor I ever watched. And I just I don't know. He was like classic bachelor, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he was, and, and he was such a solid guy. From everything I hear uh, from my good friend, uh, Carrie Fetman, who does all the wardrobe um, for The Bachelor and Bachelorette, he's, Carrie is an amazing guy, and he has a good uh, read of character on the people that come on the show. And he said that Brad Womack was his favorite Bachelor that he's ever dealt with, and that says a lot. And so I have a lot of respect for Brad, and maybe he just wasn't feeling it. Who knows? I, I, don't, I don't watch that season, but uh, from everything I hear, Brad's a great dude. Yeah. I mean, he's just, like, studly, and he, like, owns bars, you know? He's a bachelor. <laughs> oh, Ashley, you're going to have to explain number five to me. It just says bachelor. She cheated with a producer. What does that mean? I believe this is referring to BIP season one, where there was a girl as part of the cast who was cheated, who not cheating on anyone, but she was hooking up with a producer. And I think the producer or the cameraman, I'm not sure it was an actual producer, but it was somebody on the crew side. He, uh, she was hooking up with him and to escape getting caught, the dude like jumped out of a two story window and broke a leg and then they were caught. Yeah. Yeah. He broke a leg. Literally he was hooking up with this cast member gets caught. I think I, I hear the story that he was hiding in a closet as yeah. like, people were coming looking for him. And then as soon as they, the, the people that were on uh, staff left the room, he jumped out the window, broke his leg. And so he didn't make it very far. That guy didn't make it on the show very far either. I think well, no, it was fired. the girl. The girl was the cast member. The guy was the ca- uh, crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the crew member got fired. I don't oh, definitely. Much longer on the show. Okay, number four, Caitlin ruins the show with her Snapchat. This is one that's very sensitive to me. This this one's crazy. (laughs) But I I have to get a little protective here of Caitlin and Sean because I do like them both very much. Um, But I want to hear your thoughts first, Ashley. 
Oh my gosh. I remember when this happened. I think it was a couple days before I left for my first season of Paradise. And I think there was a couple guys in Paradise who didn't even know who the final winner was because Sean and Caitlin had been that secretive. And then I get there and I'm like, oh no, it's Sean. She accidentally uploaded a Snapchat of the two of them. And man, what a spoiler, especially with that season. And I'm not sure whether it's because I was just so close to a lot of the guys on that season, but I was more compelled with Caitlyn's season than ever before. And I just thought that that one, the finale seemed like a toss-up. Like I really felt like she could have, the way it was edited, picked Nick or Sean equally. But then all of us knew a couple weeks before the finale that it was that was Sean. Yeah, I mean, I think this is such a sensitive one for me because I do think uh, Kayla and Sean, you can see on night one, they were meant for each other. I mean, they were great. Oh, yeah. And this was the reason this was such a big deal because I would argue that JoJo and Caitlyn could be the two most popular bachelorettes of all time. And And I think everybody was so captivated and compelled by Caitlyn and the way just the person she was and and her fight for all these guys who cared about her and, and, you know, with the storyline of Nick coming in, everybody was so invested in her season that when this Snapchat came out, I think it was such a kind of a letdown for the fans because they're like, Oh, there's no more anticipation, but yet her season still, still captivated the audience. Even when they did know it was Sean, they still watched because it was just such a good season of the bachelorette. And it was such a true pursuit of love by Caitlin. It was probably the only season of the bachelorette that could have gone on as successfully as it did with having the ending spoiled. And just for you guys to know, a uh, little tidbit, Caitlin only had the Snapchat up for five minutes before somebody alerted her that it was public. And in those five minutes, she got 5,000 views. And of course, like a bajillion screenshots. Yeah, yeah, such a tough scenario. But uh, hey, they're doing well today. Everybody's still watching the season. I actually think the ratings went up even after the Snapchat. So the Bachelor uh, franchise was not hurt by it. And they were lucky to have Caitlin and Sean um, during the show. Okay, number three. Uh, th- we're getting out of the, the, the three, and these these three are kind of heavy. I mean, yeah, the, the rest of these are kind of yeah, kind of funny, and we could kind of laugh at them. But these three are heavy. So the Chris Soul situation that came up last year. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but I know um, actually today uh, he is having his court appearance. Yeah. Um, we we don't have any update on that. We'll try to inform everybody as that goes on. But really, a really tough situation for a really good guy. And um, but yes, it, it is something that affected Bachelor Nation um, very much. And then number two. Um, yeah, number two, uh, something that happened recently as well. We've had – it's really interesting to me, Ashley, that the three uh, last scandals have all happened within the last year. That says a lot about a franchise that's been around for 20 years. Honestly, um, like six months, yeah. Number two is Becky, uh, the producer, sues the show and produ- individual producers. Um, we've discussed this a lot. We've just discussed this enough. I don't know where this stands anymore. I think it probably got settled outside of court. Um, but another huge scandal, and going down to number one, uh, one that our podcast was was kind of, I mean, within the first couple months of us starting this podcast, this happened. But Corinne and Demario, um, the situation in Bachelor in Paradise is number one on this list. And do you know what they were missing? And holy moly, what a miss. What was that? Jason and Molly Mesnick. How Jason ended up dumping his winner during the f- or during or before the airing of after the final rose and going ahead and marrying his runner up that is, that is true i I, tend to, I mean that is maybe the biggest scandal not even scandal just biggest story uh in bachelor history i mean look at them they're still together today but that little scene on television was one of the most iconic scenes uh, along with the Nick situation that we've ever watched in front of our eyes. Hey, live. Yeah, like, Ben, you said I love you to two people, but this guy, but and you get on the list, but this guy decided to marry and has been married to a girl for like six years who he dumped on TV. Yeah, I, I mean, what a, I know uh, the, both Jason and Molly. Molly, I mean, must has, have a very forgiving heart. If oh, you yeah. can look back at Jason and say, yeah, I'm going to spend my life with you, even after you dump me on national television. Uh, he definitely uh, did well for himself in that situation. And to pick another girl over, it wasn't like she just got dumped. It was like another girl got picked over her. Hey, we all make mistakes. We all learn from our mistakes. Uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. so I'm sure – once they got together, now they've had kids and, and they're raising a family together. I'm sure they laugh at that moment, 
But at the time, that was a pretty serious scandal in Back to Nation. Actually, I think you're right. That deserves the top ten. But something else deserves the top ten on our sponsor list. And actually, I want you to tell everybody about one of our favorite sponsors, Omaha Steaks. It is the best, guys. All right, so a couple weeks ago, I was delivered this package to my house. It had all the most amazing food in it. I got this. You ready to hear this? I got two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, and one Omaha steak seasoning packet. And then I actually, I got also four additional kielbasa sausages for free. Thanks to- they like you. Yeah. Thanks to our Almost Famous podcast. If you head over to omahasteaks.com, you can get the same package I did. And when you use our code, almostfamous, you'll get 75% off. Can I just tell you that this is the best gift you can honestly give? And the holidays are here, and I'm sure there are people in your life that are very difficult to find gifts for. Like, my parents are one of them. It's like the people who have everything. You know what's one thing that the people who have everything could always use? That's food. That's food. Meat. Meat. Yeah, as long as they're not vegetarian. <laughs> all right, so for only forty nine ninety nine, you can get a family gift pack with all the stuff that I just listed when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code almost famous in the search bar, and that is going to get you 75% off. Omaha Steaks offers unique gifts for gourmet food lovers. It's a great steak experience at home. You can also get seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, veggies, desserts, appetizers, pasta, soups. All that stuff. Omaha Steaks is not just steaks. It's convenient and quick shopping for everyone on your list. And especially during this time of year, when the last thing you want to do is wait in a long grocery store line when you're in the midst of like all your holiday shopping. So head over to omahasteaks.com, plug in our code Almost Famous, and get dinner for many, many nights. Unbelievable. Omaha Steaks has been around forever. I remember my parents when I was growing up used to get Omaha Steaks at the house. And it is like... Uh, it, it really is like Christmas any day uh, when an adult can receive Omaha Steaks to their house. Okay, <laughs> now we're moving in to one of my favorite segments. Um, this is my, one of my favorite segments because I get to hear Ashley's heart. I get to hear our listeners' heart. We Aww. appreciate all the emails that come in. So, Ashley, uh, you always just kind of crush this segment. So, please lead us. And uh, the segment that says, let's listen to our listeners. All righty. This is from Hannah. Hannah says, about one year ago, I broke up with my boyfriend of almost five years because it was time to start thinking about engagement and marriage, and I was not 100% sure that that was the guy that I wanted to be with. I was not getting that spark or that oomph feeling about him anymore. He did not take the breakup very well and was very broken for a long time. Yesterday, I just found out that he recently started seeing someone, and I feel like my heart has been ripped out of my chest. I feel you. Are these feelings normal? Do I want him back? Do I don't want to put my feelings out there to him if it's just going to end up hurting him again. And what do I do if I get rejected, if I do do that? I don't know what to do about this, and I really need a fresh opinion. Love, Hannah. Well, Dr. Ben, do you want to take the advice first? No, you know, actually, actually, I want to kind of piggyback on you because I think that I mean, you really do. For all those people that don't know Ashley, she has she's very emotional. She really rides her emotions, and this seems like a very emotional email, right? Yeah. So, Ashley, I do want to hear your thoughts first. Okay. Well, I feel like uh, I feel like you probably don't actually still harbor feelings for him i think it's probably a jealousy thing and it's just a him being with somebody else thing but i do think it's gonna be masked as a you still like him thing (laughs) for the next little bit um i don't know how personal to get here but i do think that oh no i shouldn't get this personal (laughs) come on ashley well i don't think i can talk about it okay so jared just went on a trip and I was worried that on his trip that maybe he could, like, like get a girlfriend, right? And I, I'm totally over Jared. I, like, actually am. I, I, I've, like, friend-zoned him completely in my own mind. Like, I can't even imagine making out with him. But I always wonder if he were to, like, come back from this trip and had a girlfriend, how I would feel in, like, my gut. And would it be because I'm jealous because I was never that girl? Or would it be because... Mm. I actually still had feelings. 
That's such a good question. I mean, I remember just a couple of weeks ago you admitted to all of us here at the podcast that you were over Jared, but it sounds like even with the words that you're saying, I was worried that he would come back with a girlfriend. You're hinting at the fact that you might not well, be Well, 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 I think, I think you, mm, no, no. <laughs> I just, I feel like you're always, I've never experienced it before. That's why. Like in my two and a half year friendship with Jared, as much as like, I think that first year was like a lot of confusion, but like for the past year and a half, I just feel like I've never experienced him having a girlfriend before, and I don't know how that would feel if I found out that he was dating somebody like seriously. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> actually, what I'm hearing you say, and what I kind of read in this situation here is, uh, we we've mentioned it before. And actually, you were the one that gave me this advice, and I had never thought of it this way. But typically, after a breakup, you seem to remember all the good things and you forget the things that were not healthy about oh, the relationship and so ben, oh, when, you, ben is so when you when you're well, no i mean when you're a year out you look back and you say okay this went well this went well i miss this person i miss i miss this about this person um but you forget the things that really separated you and so as i start this email out i'm hearing hannah say hey i wasn't sure about this guy we were trying to make the commitment for long-lasting for a lifetime, and I just couldn't do it. And now that he's dating somebody else, I'm questioning if I made the right decision. Of course you're questioning if you made the right decision. That's what we do as humans. We constantly question ourselves. We question others. Um, life is not straightforward. It's not always clear. But what you did, Hannah, is you made um, the decision to separate yourself from this, this boy. And as a result, you have to respect him moving on. You have to give him that space to move on. You can't keep pulling him back in when you're not certain that he's the one for you. Um, I, I would say that in relationships and in breakups, as I've, as I've said it before, the hardest part about a breakup is not the breakup. It is ripping the Band-Aid off when you see that person with somebody else when their heart is starting to be shared with somebody else, when they're trying to share their heart with somebody else, that is the most difficult thing. That is the most difficult time. And there's no good advice for that. That's just, you just have to rip the bandaid out. You know, there's no easy way when you get a shot at the doctor to rip it off your, your arm, the bandaid off your arm hair. There's no way you just got to do it, rip it off, feel it, um, understand, understand where you're at and understand that you care a lot and admit that and tell yourself that you care a lot, but you have to move on. Um, so, but here, here's the caveat to all of this. I think, Hannah, if you're sitting there and you're saying, this is the man for me, I'm going to marry this guy. I realized it. I'm, I'm looking back on our relationship and, and I'm realizing the bad things and the good things. And I know that I'll never meet a man as good as this guy. This is my person. This is the person I'm going to spend life with. Then you better run after him right now. You better let him know that because you can't let that person go away, but you have to be very positive that he is the one for you. If you're not, don't do it. Don't put him in that situation. Yeah, Ben, you just are, you're so good. It's so funny because literally right before we started our podcast, I gave a friend advice who's like in a sort of, it's not a similar situation by any means, but like a recent cutoff of a relationship. And I was like, I think you're just kind of like remembering how good it was at the beginning and you're not, and you're not concentrating on how, how bad it's made you feel recently. And I think that's what you have to keep reminding yourself of, at, at times like this is just like think about the bad times don't think about the good times but for some reason your mind always fills in the gaps with the good times yeah it does i wonder why i mean we'd have to talk to a psychologist but we should have I a psychiatrist on to talk about that I, I i would i would like to assume that it is because we question ourselves so much as humans that we constantly are if you're in touch with yourself and, and you have um some introspective um if you can get introspective then I think we do question our, our decision-making so often that um, we, we could forget the, the negative things and the things that didn't work, and we just remember the positive things because those are the only things that make us kind of feel guilty for leaving that person. But I have no clue. We'd have to talk to a, a specialist. Um, and aren't good after, memories always more vivid? Yeah, they really are. The things you remember, you kind of want to block off the bad. That's a, such a good point, actually. I mean, you do want to block off every bad situation in life, right? Every bad decision we made, every, every hurtful moment, we kind of get numb to those because we, we block them off and we move forward and we only remember the positive things. Yeah. Actually, if you go read the liner notes in Taylor Swift's album, Red, she oh, describes this so well. It's beautiful. Taylor Swift coming back to help all of us yep. continue not dating anybody <laughs> since hey, 1989. She's very, very happy. <laughs> 
right now, <laughs> Ben. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's move uh, on. To Heather. I really like Heather. Okay. From Heather. Love the podcast. It makes me feel less Thank you, crazy. Heather. Yes. Waiting around <laughs> in these terrible dating waters. Waiting? Wadding? Waiting. 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 Waiting yeah, around in these waiting t- in water. <laughs> okay. I never used that that word. <laughs> I feel no, like we're right. in this together. That's great. I That's my like, goal in life is, like, if I'm going to be single, at least make other people feel better about their singleness. I'm newly dating a guy, still casual and going well, but it's come to my attention that he's definitely dating someone else as well. I came straight to you guys. Of course, this is fine. We're not exclusive. I was going out with another guy when we first went on our first date, but I've been feeling some real potential so this realization has kind of hit me hard. How do you handle it when the person that you are into is dating someone else and you might finish in second place? I don't want to compete against this invisible girl. I know nothing about her, but I also want to fight to stay number one with this dude. I'm starting to feel strung along, and I don't know how to wait this out. Ooh. Um, well, welcome to my life on The Bachelor. Always number two. You know, it's a funny story that never got aired. Um, one time during my second season of paradise, I look up at Nick as I like wasn't asked to go on a date that I really didn't care about going on. And I just thought it was interesting. I was like, why wouldn't he ask me? It was with, um, that guy from your season, uh, whatever, totally irrelevant. But I look up at Nick and I go, Nick, why am I always second place? And then he was like, look, gave me a look. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Sore subject. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's tough. um, Heather, I don't know what to tell you, but I can feel the ache in your heart. I can. I totally am familiar with the situation. It sucks. Um, But then again, at the same time, I don't really have advice for you, except like maybe brace yourself for heartbreak but like keep going at it i don't know because it's never worked out for me Uh, just talking like from Uh, my own personal perspective that like it hasn't seen if i'm I'm second if you're second place right now i don't know i don't know if he if he's continuing to date someone else then i would say he's probably not sold on either one of you oh man i cannot wait if you would have if you and Heather were standing face to face and and you gave her the advice of brace yourself for heartbreak, her <laughs> poor oh, I cannot imagine just the sorrow in her eyes. Oh my gosh. See, that I need to <laughs> I need to pretend like she's here next to me. But I would probably tell her in real life, I'd be like, I don't know. I'd be weary if he's dating two people at once. That means he's probably not head over heels for either of you. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, hey, that that would be my advice is until he can make that commitment, um, you have nothing to control, Heather. And it seems to me like if you're going to enter into a relationship with a guy um, that is dating other people, then he needs to figure out very quickly if he just wants to date you. Now, if this is – okay, so we, but here's the scenario, right? What if Heather and this guy meet, they go on one date, and he had been dating somebody off and on for the month before that? Um, he still wants to figure out if Heather is is that right person for him. And so it's not unfair for him to date multiple people at once. I don't think so. You're dating. That's what dating is. Um, but you have to set your boundaries. You have to start communicating now what your expectations for this guy are. So he knows. So he knows, hey, if he, if he wants to be with you, Heather, then he, has to, then he needs to know you, he can only be dating you. Or if you're okay with him dating the other person, um, then he needs to know that as well. But you have to start setting boundaries and communicate to him where your heart's at, what your feelings are. Um, if he is the right guy, this is my opinion. Maybe, it's, maybe I'm completely off. If he is the right guy, if he is a t- type of guy that is husband material, okay, or long-term boyfriend material, let's not – I don't know how old you are, Heather. Then telling him, hey, I really care about you. I'm worried I'm going to fall in second to this other girl. I don't like the idea that I'm going to need to compete. I just want to relax and be myself and see where this goes. If you, if you can't tell him that and him to respond in a mature way, then he's not husband material because the rest of your life, you'll need to continue to, to communicate about tough subjects like that openly. So maybe just try it. And if, and if it doesn't go over well, 
then you know that you're better off in the long long run anyways. Yeah, and you know what also, Heather? Make sure that these feelings that you've been developing recently aren't because he's playing hard to get, aren't because Mm. there's another Mm -hmm. girl involved. Because sometimes if you feel like there's a competition, you're going to like him more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at Look, look at, from our experience, yeah, actually. Look at, yeah. that, exactly. look at the bachelor. Exactly. That's why uh, I know where I'm coming from with that advice. Hey, uh, uh, so Heather, um, talk, communicate, uh, listen, um, process, and, and actually spot on. Make sure that you know where these feelings are coming from because competition um, is not a healthy way to start a relationship, uh, but it isn't the worst way either. So here's the deal. One thing, though. Uh, as we talk about The Bachelor, one product that is popular with so many Bachelor people out there, oh, yeah. including Ashley and I, are movement watches. Uh, movement watches, um, when you see it uh, in ads or on Instagram or whatever, is going to be spelled MVMT, but it's pronounced movement, was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers around the world, Movement Watches is the world's fastest-growing watch company. And a lot of that is thanks to the Almost Famous podcast, I would like to believe. Um, This company was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. Movement Watches just start at just $95.00. At a department store, you're looking at a $400 to $500 value. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com backslash almost famous. This watch really has a clean design. Seriously, uh, if, you, if you look at Ashley and a lot of her pictures or if you look at a lot of the people around, they have these movement watches on. They look good in all scenarios. I think Ashley said last week she can wear sweats through a movement watch on and she's glamorous. So seriously, totally. I've been getting compliments ever since I put mine on. I'm standing at the airport, like I said. I can just see people looking at me right now. The whispers about my movement watch are hot and heavy. So now <laughs> is your time to step up your watch game. Go to movementmvmt.com. Backslash almost famous. Join the movement today. Um, Ashley, final email. And then, uh, then we need to close out of here. I'm getting ready to get on a flight, and, and I can't miss it. I know, because we have something so fun to do together tomorrow. I think it might be top secret right now, so we won't reveal it, but we'll we'll talk about it in the next couple weeks. It's not podcast-related. People just love Ben and I together. (laughs) And it's not Bachelor-related, so let's not be confused here. This is something completely different. It is, uh, you know, I'm going to say it, because I've already done some fun stuff with with this show, and I've loved it, and and I hope to do more in the future. Ashley and I are going to be co-hosting uh an episode of first look uh first look is is a show on nbc and it's super exciting uh ashley and i are going to get to do something in front of the cameras together uh as a team which is cool because people are seeing that this podcast is kind of working for the both of us um and so we will be a team hosting uh first look which is a show on nbc like i said that airs on saturday night so please tune in wait for our episode to air but tomorrow we're taping together uh, I can't wait, Ashley. It's so cool. I've loved First Look for a long time. It airs after SNL um, on Saturday nights. It's like a lifestyle show. Ben has been doing some crazy things with it, um, facing a lot of fears. That's what his theme yeah. has been so far. <laughs> so you guys can check that out probably in January. Um, our episode will air in January. And, Ben, before we move on to this email, tomorrow is yep. Giving Tuesday, and I think that it's time for you to give a little shout-out to Jen Us. Oh. Oh, you're the best, Ashley. Thank you. So Ashley uh, has been uh, such a good friend to me, along with a couple other people in Bachelor Nation, and they've partnered with me on a campaign that we're doing um, called Gen Us. Uh, Gen Us is a campaign to say uh, that in the time of so much divisiveness, where people seem uh, to feel so much more hate than love, we want to start a campaign to sell T-shirts to give back to people all over the world. Um, we're giving back to children um, to put them through school, to support them in school, um, from places in the United States to all the way to Africa, to Haiti. Uh, kids will be affected by this campaign. So you can go on um, to my Instagram. Uh, the link to purchase a T-shirt is in my bio. And once you purchase a T-shirt, you will be joining the Generation Us movement. And and that just means a lot to me. It means a lot to Ashley. Uh, we just are trying to find ways, I guess, um, to support kids out there to feel love and not hate because I am uh, I don't want this generation to grow up in, in a world of divisiveness. So um, in, in short, Generous Coffee Company, the coffee company that I started with a few buddies, along with the GoX Apparel, 
uh, company um, with a similar business model joined together to do this Generation Us campaign. And we are giving all profits, all profits. I'm meaning that. This is not to pro- – I'm not get, making a dime off of this. Um, this is just to give, give something back uh, to people in need. So, anyways, go out there, check out the Instagram um, or the link in the Instagram, buy a T-shirt. Shirts are so soft. Good quality, Here Benjamin. All right, last <laughs> email. It's from Jenan. I don't know. Janae. Uh, Thanks. I can't really. I'm not a very good reader. Hi, Ben <laughs> no, and Ashley. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the show Unreal, but it is a Bachelor-esque type show, and I'm pretty sure one of the producers on the show used to be a producer for The Bachelor. My friend and I were wondering how much of Unreal is an accurate description of the kind of pushing that goes on during The Actual Bachelor. Are there any similarities or none? Any thoughts you guys have? Well, well, well. Um. <laughs> ben, you go first. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the case. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Uh, so anyways, here's the deal. Uh, I've, I have seen oh, – I, I said here's the deal again. I, I, that is my go-to line. I wonder if I say that in real life or just on this podcast. No, I, um, I have a crutch on podcast too, and that's something like – um, all right, so get this. And yeah, you say well, it's, yeah, we both do it. It's fine. But I have seen Unreal. Um, there are things that are that are obviously true about Unreal that are true on The Bachelor. I mean, there's tons of producers around. The producers do have a room where they watch all the movements of the cast members. They have to. It's a television show. They have to know what's going on at all times. I get that. Um, the Bachelor is not. I've always said it this way. The Bachelor is not scripted. It, I, 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 doing The Bachelor or Bachelor, I never was told to say anything. I was never, there was never anything written out for me to say. Um, it is all up to the cast members' decisions to say what they want to say. But with that, there are things that go on that the cast members don't know about, that the producers do know about. So they kind of play God. They kind of have this view on the whole environment that's different than the cast knows. So uh, Unreal does, does depict that. Um, I don't know if producers are hooking up behind the scenes. I mean, a bunch <laughs> of producers are in their are in their twenties, and you know they they travel on the road with each other. I'm sure there's been hookups on the show. That's not shocking. It happens in business everywhere. I'm, you know, so there's sure, a couple marriages happens. amongst um, the crew. Yeah, of course. And and the final thing, and and actually, I, I don't know uh, if you agree or disagree with this, but I believe this uh, from my heart, and I, and I I would I would fight for this. Um, the, the Bachelor's job is is to show drama, right? The show is a story. And so they depict the story that's happening behind or in front of the cameras and they need to do it the best they can. I have never in my experience been a part of a situation where the bachelor wants to um, intentionally hurt somebody for the sake of a television show. Now there are people that have been hurt and they have definitely shown it and they definitely show the storyline that's playing out, but I've never seen a producer hurt a cast member on purpose to get a story out of them. Um, and so that's been shown on Unreal. So I watched Unreal the entire first season, and I watched half of the second season. Don't know why I didn't finish it. Um, I've always said that it kind of like goes along with whatever my experience has been on the show. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, Unreal is like so unreal. So unreal. Yeah. And then there have been times where I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I've had that happen to me, <laughs> but overall, I say it's just a huge exaggeration, especially when it comes to contestant safety. I mean, that whole suicide scene because they took her meds away, like that's insane. There's so much, there's way more insanity on the show than that. It's incomparable. It truly isn't comparable. Um, there's sure there are things that we were like, oh, he, that's crazy. They must, they must've done that to me, but overall it's an exaggeration. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never had a producer want to hurt me physically or emotionally. That wouldn't be smart for them. They're, they're really there. The, the bachelor is there. It's un, it's an unscripted show to depict 26 to 30 people competing for one person's heart. You're going to get good storylines no matter what you do. Uh, from that, uh, unreal, just uh, as you said, it's an exaggeration. Um, so anyway, yeah, people, um, the producers are also portrayed on unreal. Like they are evil, soulless, dark people. I've, none of our producers are like that. They are happy and they, they have wonderful hearts. They have really good souls. 
I would like to believe that they have souls. I know a couple that I, I definitely know have souls. Um, <laughs> so, so great question. If you're interested in sending anything else to Ashley and I, please, Ashley, give them, the, uh, any of our listeners, the email to ask us a question or to send an email. We will try to respond uh, as quickly as possible. It is Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. And please we love continue. hearing from you. Yeah, we do. We love hearing tweets and reviews. It, we, are, we appreciate every single one, and I read every single one, too, all the tweets. Yeah, that's awesome. You do. I, I keep seeing that on my Twitter. I go through, and I, there's that little section that I get that says verified and who's verified that's commenting on tweets about you. Yeah. And my, my whole verified feed is actually commenting back to every tweet that uh, is sent in to, to the two of us about the podcast. So, Ashley, you're really good um, at communicating with all of the fans Aww. of the Almost Famous Podcast. Thanks. That's because I appreciate them, Ben. <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> you do. I know you do. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about BioClarity. It is a twice-daily, three-step system. It doesn't have any of those weird, harsh chemicals. No benzoyl peroxide that's going to make you flaky, red, and dry. Um, BioClarity uses only naturally derived ingredients with amazing benefits. There's antioxidants that are found in green tea, cucumber, which is super soothing, oat kernel extract that hydrates. BioClarity is suitable for all skin types. It's dermatologist developed, tested, and recommended. And BioClarity is 100% vegan and cruelty-free, gluten-free, and paraben-free. And it really works. If you guys listened to our last episode, Jackie wrote into us telling us it was the first time she went without foundation and hung out with her friends, makeup free for the first time in six years. Yeah, it's a three. And that's not the only one. We get tweets all the time about people who are so oh, excited definitely. over what BioClarity has done for their face. It's a three-step system to clear skin. First, you're going to cleanse with a rich foaming cleanser. It's going to gently remove dirt, oil, makeup, environmental pollutants. Then you're going to treat it, and this stuff is going to penetrate and attack the bacteria that causes acne, and it's going to clear up your skin. And then there's the Restore Gel, which leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. They also have a new moisturizer out there and that you can use alone or with the whole three-step system. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code, which is FAMOUS. Go to bioclarity.com and use our code FAMOUS and get your skin clear and pretty for the holidays. Please, please, you have to. I'm telling you, and when you do buy these products, and they are good products, like we say. Use our code, Almost Famous and Famous, because, uh, you, first off, it benefits you. You, you get something uh, in return, if that's a percentage off, if that's a free product, whatever. But it also benefits us because it shows our sponsors that you as listeners are investing into the podcast and believing in what we're selling. So please, help us out. We'll help you out in return. Hey, Ben, it sounds like people are watching you at the airport um, as you host this podcast. Uh, they really are. Yeah, I'm, I'm pacing back and forth right now in uh, in Denver at uh, at Gate uh, B42. Shout out to everyone at Gate 42. <laughs> ben, I want to do a little fast round of questions for you because I don't want to leave with one of our sponsors as wonderful as our sponsors are. Um, okay. Ben, what's your favorite candy bar? Uh, <laughs> Butterfinger. Soda. Sprite. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Ham. What is your song of the week? Um. Oh my gosh. Let's go. You know, I've been listening to a lot of Hank Williams Jr. Um. So I just go with anything Hank Williams Jr. Uh, today. Okay. Now you gotta ask me questions back. <laughs> okay. I got you. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what's your biggest fear? Not getting married and having a family. Ashley, what's your most awkward moment in life? Um, well, <laughs> the one that comes to mind is my most recent one. And that was two weeks ago at the Justice League premiere. I think we talked about this last week when I told, did I say this last week? I told Henry Cavill that he, I met him at the after party and I told him he was the most Superman-y Superman he's ever been. 
And then oh, it came wow. out of my mouth, and oh. I was like, oh, God, does that think th- does that mean that he thinks that I don't think he's been a good sewer man in the past? And then I just kept stumbling, and I was like, but you've always been a good sewer man. It's just like this time, it was like the most Superman, Superman. Oh, my uh, God, it was painful. And people have been telling me all night long, they're like, he's single. You got to go meet him. He's single. So, like, don't tell me a man is single and super hot before I go talk to him. <laughs> Pressure. Uh, 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 okay, so as hot as he is, uh, my next question is, what is your biggest turnoff? What could Henry do to turn you completely off from him? Probably. And you have to say something. Probably be pessimistic. Okay. Yeah, be a negative person. Okay, okay, fair enough. And then, Ashley, what are your plans for the next two weeks? Oh, um, well, I'm going to Jingle Ball on Friday, and then I'm getting a facial, and then I have to do a couple of these podcasts, and then I have to do a couple more of my other podcasts, and Mm -hmm. then I'm doing First Look with you tomorrow and on Wednesday. It's a busy week. It's a busy week. All right. Hey, keep up to date with everything Ashley is doing in the next two weeks and everything I'm doing. Uh, I continue to listen to the Almost Famous podcast. We appreciate you. And, hey, to close this out, I just want to give one last shout-out to the Gin Us campaign. Ashley, thank you for bringing that up. Every T-shirt, every T-shirt that's for sale is made out of recycled water bottles. It's a really cool thing that companies are starting to do is instead of using uh, materials that uh, hurt the environment, they're reusing water bottles or reusing plastic bottles to make these T-shirts. So you're helping the environment out as well. So help kids, help the environment, help people. And if you don't choose the Gen Us campaign, Ashley and I want to encourage you to invest in others, invest in fighting injustices. It's that time of year. It's the holidays. Let's not be selfish. Um, Hey, everybody, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. With that, I've been Ben. And I've been Ashley. Ciao. On the Almost Famous Podcast. Peace. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.